the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Andrea K Show on AM 1170. The Answer is sponsored by Andrea K. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred seven pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Good evening, and welcome to the Andrea K Show tonight. I am so happy to be with you. I'm happy every. Thursday and Friday that I get to share this hour with you, but I'm especially happy tonight because I got my gal, my partner in crime. Good thing she's a, an attorney, although <laughs> she doesn't practice criminal defense. Anyway, I'm glad to have my partner in crime, Alicia Dern, actually not just on the show tonight, but she's actually live in the studio with me. Welcome back, actually in studio with me, Alicia. Thank you. And I'm fueled by donuts. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. The Andrea K Show is powered by coffee, donuts, and a lot of attitude. Ladies <laughs> with an attitude, right, Alicia? Oh, yes. Uh, speaking of attitude, um, we got a lot of attitude going on um, with this administration and with Hillary Clinton. And we're going to break it down tonight. We're get, we got a few. Tonight's going to be a pretty serious show because there's a lot of serious stuff going down right now, going down in the Middle East and around the world, going down in Baltimore, going down in D.C. And we're going to talk about that tonight. Um, if you want to be a part of the show, lots of different ways for you to do that. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Andrea K five friend me on Facebook. You can call in the show at eight, 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 three, four, four, 1170. That's eight, 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 three, four, four, 1170. And we'll try to, um, take some, uh, some calls and save some time a little bit later in the show. Um, I wasn't even sure which, the, which, topic to even lead off with tonight. There's so much seriousness going on. Um, So I'm going to start with the one that hit me first thing this morning. And it's that, you know, here we are going into Memorial Day weekend. In fact, you're going to want to listen in tomorrow night's show because I've got a really amazing guest scheduled to come in on the show tomorrow night. And I'm not even going to I'm going to tease it out. I'm not even going to tell you all who it is. Um, But as we go into the Memorial Day weekend, you know that I'm the daughter of two Marines. I love all things military. My heroes wear the uniform of the United States military. They're not actors. They're not, you know, athletes. They're those who the men and women who risk their lives to protect our freedoms and to keep the bad guys from coming here to the states. Who is the biggest threat that we face? It is. Radical Islam. It's not just ISIS, but they are the group that seems to be getting all the attention right now. And this is a group um, that, you know, we talked in recent weeks about who is responsible for the creation of ISIS. It's not President Bush who created ISIS. It wasn't even President Obama when he pulled the troops out of Iraq who created ISIS. ISIS is not uh, an American born institution. ISIS is the Islamic State. It is Quran grown. And ISIS right now, the movement themselves, the Islamic State, it's a caliphate, and they are marching across the Middle East like Patton marched across Europe. Uh, you know, I don't, so many people are asking, you know, what happened to the degrade and destroy plan? You know, the, these people, not only did they take Ramadi this week, but they, they even had, 
a parade. I don't know if you saw this, Alicia. It was like a Muslim Mardi Gras parade through the streets of Ramadi. I mean, they practically had floats just like Mardi Gras, to cap off their gluttonous killing frenzy over there. It was despicable. I mean, that parade made the Saints post-Super Bowl parade through the streets of the French Quarter look uncelebratory. Quite frankly, any Boy Scout could have hit those suckers with a super soaker all the way from Dallas. Except that, I don't know if you heard this, Alicia, the Boy Scouts can't even use super soakers, you know, water guns anymore. You know, they've got to use a little handheld, you know, whatever. And I'm not even sure why. I don't even I don't even understand why that that's a topic for another day, I guess. But it probably was offensive to somebody, you know, that, that, you know, maybe even the Muslims that the Boy Scouts were shooting water at people. Um, I I don't I don't understand what that was about, Uh, although I have to say that water evidently might be you know, something offensive to the Muslims, because at least the ISIS ones don't look like they've, you know, encountered or or have met, you know, water, at least not water with any soap in it. But anyway, (laughs) the water gun control measure um, by the Boy Scouts, I got to thinking about that earlier that, you know, it actually is kind of symbolic in a way of the Obama administration's anti-terror campaign, because it's feckless and it's stupid. In fact, Obama's degrade and destroy plan that really wasn't his anti-terror plan is so stupid in fact that it cannot even be racked up to incompetence it's not incompetence that led to them taking ramadi it's not incompetence that ramadi fell in fact ramadi was taken away from the terrorist by a very competent u.s military who literally gave their lives in order to protect Americans, to protect our freedoms, and to provide democracy and freedom to the Iraqis over there. And it wasn't incompetence on the part of the Obama administration that those terrorists took it back. In fact, Obama withdrew troops over there on purpose. And like in like Ramadi, he actually participated through actions and inactions in the terrorist takeovers of Mosul, Cairo, Benghazi, Ukraine, Nigeria, Ferguson, and Baltimore. All terrorist takeovers in just one different form or another. See, everybody likes to talk about, you know, the individual groups and, you know, uh, about terrorists. Terrorism is terrorism. You know, it, you know they, they wanted to make it seem like it's just about Al-Qaeda and Al-Qaeda was on the run. No, it... it you know, it, whether it's it's terrorist here on our soil it's, it, or whether it's terrorist in Ukraine or whether it's terrorist in the Middle East, terrorists are terrorists. Did I leave any towns out? Uh, well, maybe here. <laughs> well, yeah, maybe here. In fact, we're going to we talk a little bit later because, you know, some people I post out the question today of what some of the topics people wanted to hear about. And one of the things was Jade Helm. And I got to doing a little research on that. I really hadn't been taking that story seriously because a lot of people said it was conspiracy. Well, you know, you joke, Alicia, but San Diego is one of the places that uh, the U.S. government has considered hostile. So maybe we're a town like Mosul or Ramadi that's about to be taken back away from its citizens. I I don't know. So we're going to talk about that a little bit later. But what really galled me, Alicia, I don't know if you heard this this week, was after Ramadi fell, a town that our heroes literally gave their lives for and a lot of treasure was spent, that Josh Ernest had the gall to refer to it as a setback. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. this was not a setback. Okay, a setback is, you know, I put back a few pounds that I had lost, you know, over the Thanksgiving holidays, you know, or, you know, I wasn't really supposed to be, you know, drinking a cocktail on my diet, or I wasn't supposed to be eating bread because I'm supposed to be going gluten free. And I, you know, actually ate a dinner roll. No, that's a setback. Okay, this was not a setback. A setback in, in war language is, you know, maybe you lose a battle in a very well thought out strategic, you know, war campaign. That is not what's happened here. 
Okay, this is this is handing over large parts of the world to terrorists who are literally cutting off the heads of children, Christians, raping and murdering little girls. And we now find out, Alicia, see, they want to make it be a one little group of people, you know, have it be focused on a group when the reality is, as reports came out today. That this ISIS, the Islamic State, it is a caliphate. It involves 17,000 men and women from over 90 countries, Alicia. 90 countries. This is not a lone wolf movement. This is not some small group movement. This is a war of ideology. And Obama is literally, through actions and inactions, he's literally waging the war on behalf of those against us. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to the Andrea K. Show uh, here on AM 1170. And... Just like, so, you know, calling Ramadi a setback. We're going to talk a little bit about um, Benghazi a little bit later on the show, because that's another, you look at Libya, you look at Cairo, uh, and, you know, everybody's asking right now and trying to blame uh, the creation of ISIS on Bush. Most people, other than Rand Paul, and we're going to talk about him a little bit later, he's one of the people who said, hey, let's talk about Obama and what Obama did in Libya, what he, what he did in Cairo that helped create and fuel Uh, the caliphate from the Islamic State. What else is Obama fueled in terms of rioting and and the destruction of towns? Let's talk about Ferguson and Baltimore, because I'm going to pick your brain. When we come back from a break, we're going to shift gears. and We're going to talk a little bit about um, Baltimore because indictments just came out against the police officers. Um, But they're not. Ferguson and Baltimore was not just some little setback on the road to racial unity. Remember Obama? Obama was supposed to be the one to unite us. Right. Instead of divide us. Um, But they were like Ramadi and Mosul all all apart or not some minor setback. They were actually part of uh, Obama hand handing over large parts of the world to our enemies. Ferguson and Baltimore were not just some little setback on the road to racial unity. The Department of Justice was behind, at least in part, fueling and encouraging the racial divide and f- fueling and encouraging the riots. They knew, in, they knew at least in Ferguson, that that Michael Brown, there was no such thing as hands up, don't shoot. They intentionally are fanning the, f- the flames of racial divide. They intentionally, through that mayor, Alicia, sat back and let businesses be destroyed, let people be damaged physically as well as destroyed in their businesses, all to fan the flames of racial division. That's not some minor setback in the road to racial unity. That is a coordinated effort on the part of our administration Mm -hmm. to tear down our nation Mm -hmm. on the part of pushing their agenda. Never mind the fact that it's the Democrats. So they're fueling this, this, this hatred uh, you know, uh, amongst the citizens all to push an agenda so that they can blame you know, uh, the Republicans as well as white America. Meanwhile, it's all the, the, the Democrat policies. Right. That That's what's the amazing people. thing about it. It's This is uh, black police officers are charged with murder here. This is uh, a, a government in Baltimore that is mainly run by their, their black leadership, Democrats. And yet they're trying to make this about white oppression on black people. I just don't understand how that narrative aligns up with the facts. And, and it doesn't seem to matter. It doesn't seem to matter. It's just it's just creating racial division, and it's it dangerous. Seem to matter to who? To, to it doesn't seem to matter to um, to the people. Well, I mean, the people who are writing. It doesn't matter to them. It doesn't matter to the Obama administration. To the people who are pursuing this um, narrative for purposes of solidifying their power and right. creating divi- um, divisiveness within our communities. Well, we've got a large percentage of Americans, and I think Mitt Romney was about dead on when he said in the 2012 election that about 40. 40- 
47% was the number that he picked, were Americans that couldn't be reached. These are the Americans that don't seem to care when they're riding the streets, whether or not what they're riding for really matters. They don't really care. I mean, I saw LeVar Burton on MSNBC last night. He's going to be doing a remake of Roots, okay? Mm -hmm. Because just in case there's somebody out there that isn't already in the black community blaming white America for whatever, you know, circumstances, you know, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's really tragic. It is tragic. So just in case there's some black person out there who's not unhappy, who, who isn't already blaming white America and, and tying it back to slavery, they're going to remake Roots. And I'm sitting here watching him. And that's basically what he said. He says he's remaking this movie on behalf of Michael Brown and Freddie Gray. Michael Brown did not put his... He was the aggressor. Right. Every bit of evidence has come out. Even the Department of Justice has come out and said there was no such thing as hands up, don't shoot. Right. But it doesn't matter to LeVar Burton because he's got an agenda. It doesn't matter to the Sharptons. It doesn't matter to the Department of Justice or Loretta Lynch. It doesn't matter to Hillary Clinton. And it doesn't matter, you know, because, you know, she's on board with this. Just so it doesn't matter to that community. And the people who are supporting her, we're going to sh- we're going to take a break and we come back. We're going to talk more about Baltimore. We're going to talk about Hillary Clinton, because it obviously doesn't matter to a large percentage of the people that she was behind a cover up of the deaths of four Americans that she was responsible for. Doesn't seem to matter to them either, because if it did, Alicia, she'd be in jail. She'd be in the pokey. She certainly wouldn't be running for president, right? Right. Well, she's got a, yeah. I mean, she's got a meeting. We'll talk about that, I guess. Yeah, we're going to talk about it. I'm going to take a break. We come back. More of the Andrea K. Show on the other side. Don't change that dial, peeps. AM1170theanswer.com. Hear us anywhere in San Diego and the world. AM 1170, The Answer. Want to start living better, longer? La Vida Compounding Pharmacy can help. Proudly improving the lives of over 10,000 patients, preparing personalized medications with the highest care, quality, and safety. Voted Union Tribune's best local pharmacy, LaVita specializes in bioidentical hormones, prescription skin care, transdermal pain creams, and more. Let us help you find the path to living better, longer. Visit us at LaVitaRx.com or call 866-507-1990. I'm Nicole Donnelly, and for over 20 years, I've owned and managed Miramar Kitchen and Bath with one goal in mind, to offer great service and great value. Just listen to what our customers are saying. Service was Excellent. Easy process, start to finish. We are really happy with our new bathroom. We've already talked to them about redoing our kitchen. They have our complete trust. Call Miramar Kitchen and Bath, 858-271-8434. Or visit my showroom, just one half block off Miramar Road on Commerce Avenue. Contractors license 657-333. Do you struggle with the day-to-day management of your business? Proteus takes the pain out of the business process management by providing you a complete system for efficiency, automation, continuity. Proteus is business solution that wraps itself around your business and grows with you. Gone are the days of multiple programs and systems for sales, inventory, customer management, and financial reporting. Proteus serves your business every day, all day, and revolutionizes the way you do business. Visit us today to see how Proteus can assist you online at www.proteuserp.com or call today, 877-749-3533. Convenient homestyle recipes and unique menu favorites. Sombrero, your place for San Diego style Mexican food. Roll tacos, California burritos, and don't forget your salsa. Sombrero Mexican food. We get it too. 
1170. The answer. Welcome back to the Andrew K. Show. Thank you, Nick, for playing some of my favorite tunes. Tonight's tunes are brought to you. It's a collection of Michael Jackson songs, some of my favorites. Uh, thank you all for joining me. Sitting here with me tonight is my gal, Alicia Dern. Hey, hey. Hey. <laughs> uh, we went to a break, and Alicia's like, oh, I've just got so many comments. My head is spinning. I said, yeah, I hit you with a whole lot of different topics all combined into one. But really what it's all about is this. You know, President Obama, through his trade agreements, uh, through his handling of the threats that we face uh, by radical Islam, uh, through his uh, racial divisions and the identity politics game uh, to you know foster hate among Americans, whether it's with the black community or, you know, through gender divisions, uh, as well as, you know, with the border and the way that he's handled the immigration issues. It's all about economically and militarily neutering America so that they can set up a situation to where they can push their Marxist agenda. And a lot of people have said to me, oh, well, that can't be, be true because, you know, Marxism isn't compatible with radical Islam. B.S. They're both political ideologies. One just happens to have a little bit of a, of a religious component, but it's all about a totalitarian control over everybody's lives. That's what both want. And that's what the end game is really all about. Um, we were t- speaking of divisions. Um, Hey, follow me on Twitter at Andrea K5 and friend me on Facebook. So many great comments going on there. And, and, and one of the comments that came about, we were talking about the protesters. Yes, I see your, your Nathan points out about the uh, protesters being paid. Yes, it's true. I don't know if you know this, Alicia. No. But the Ferguson protesters came back out to protest. Only this time it wasn't about any injustice right. done to anybody by the police department. Girl, they were looking for their money. <laughs> because George, At least they have jobs. <laughs> yeah, and their job was to protest on behalf of an organization funded by our guy George Soros, speaking of Marxist. Mm. It's a it's an organization called Missourians, Missourians. How do you say that? You're Missourians. Yeah. Missourians. Well, a lot of them would say Missourians. <laughs> <laughs> Alicia lives in St. Louis part-time. Missourians for Reform and Empowerment. Okay, see, they were caught on video, these protesters, threatening to F up one Jeff Ordower, uh, Moore's founder and proud AFL, AFL CIO dude and LGBT activist. You know, he's he's a um, a friend of the left until they don't pony up the cash that they owed these people for protesting. Now, of course, Moore says we weren't paying them to protest. We were we only owe them money for art supplies. Art okay. supplies. Art supplies. <laughs> now, <laughs> I've seen, I've, by the way, I've seen these signs and things around St. Louis where people have boarded up their shops trying to avoid um, looting and, right. and things. From, oh, so, so that's they, what the art supplies are for. Oh, <laughs> okay. Because they were coming and tagging with graffiti yes, on the yes. boarded up buildings. Yes. Oh, okay. See, I didn't know what the art supplies were for, um, you know, I guess. And I didn't know what the reform was. When I heard reform, I thought, you know, remember like reform schools? These are like reform school dropouts. Um, you know, I guess after they destroyed the businesses, they're supposed to use their art supplies to paint over holes. Um, I don't know what the empowerment is. I guess, you know, they're being empowered to take over communities and destroy the evil capitalist pigs who, who actually, you know, 
um, you know, risk their own lives and treasure to set up businesses there. Right. So then, you know, they didn't get their money. So they started a hashtag called cut the check. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> which struck me as so apropos because that's isn't that what liberalism is all about? The entitlement. Cut the dang check. In fact, that's what Hillary's whole campaign should be. She should start the Hillary campaign. It's just ironic. Because cut the ch- dang check. It's ironic because all of this is towards pushing us towards Marxism. And you said that earlier that uh, it's not um, incongruent with radical Islam. I actually think radical Islam is just a tool towards the Marxist agenda and will eventually be jettisoned as well. Oh, yeah. But uh, you know, it's being used just it, like it's, the black community right. is being used. It's ironic that they're using capitalist principles <laughs> in order right. to create protests in order to push towards Marxism. It, it's funny. Mar- capitalism always works, apparently. <laughs> even yeah. In Marxism. Yeah, it does work. Unfortunate. And that's it, it. And it works too well, in fact, in Baltimore, as well as in L.A. Um, for a lot of the black protesters. In fact, um, <clears throat> a little, I, I found this story today and it's something that my friend Bertie Crocker has been talking about because he's Asian American. Um, I did not realize this, Alicia, and you might know this because you're smarter than I am, but most of the businesses that were destroyed in Baltimore were owned by Asian Americans. Uh, that does not surprise me. Over mm-hmm. 200 businesses that were destroyed. And according to boots on the ground, they were destroyed intentionally. Then in fact, black owned right. businesses were protected by the mobs and the mob were directing other writers specifically to Asian owned businesses to destroy them. Right. And this is the there, same thing that happened in LA. There's a great deal of racial tension between the Asians and black communities. It's actually, I would say it's probably more tense between the Asians and the black communities than it is between white and black. Well, and this is news to me. And quite frankly, I don't even understand it. You know, it's like, you know, first of all, it's not a surprise to me to find out how hypocritical the left is, supposedly the party of minorities, and they are nowhere. They are silent on this. Right. Well, they don't treat the Asians like minorities, even though they are. And a lot of them have immigrated to this country and had to create lives out of nothing. Right. You know, it's, well, see, that's why they're not loved by the left, because they have created lives out of nothing. Instead of sitting around and crying and complaining and trying to blame, uh, you know, the, the well, America. Them, w- didn't America have internment camps a lot back of them during have WW2? Fled, a lot of them fled um, socialism, communism. Exactly. So they're against communism. They're pro-capitalism. It's the same reasons why they're against the Cubans in Florida. Exactly. In fact, it's it, there's... Um, uh, a couple of stories here that really touched my heart, and it's the story of um, a 30-year-old, um, a Korean-American man, um, I'm trying to read here, shock video of an older Korean woman sobbing in the ruins of her 30-year-old wig and beauty shop on Pratt Street that had been destroyed by looters. Her son, Matthew Chung, wrote on Facebook, my parents came to this country with no money and worked hard to set up a little business that has been in the same neighborhood in Baltimore for 25 years. So why are they hated? Well, according to a young African-American man, he stated that the vandalism was payback. And I'm thinking payback for what? Yeah. I guess because they, you know, because as a, as a minority, you know, they're they're not towing the liberal line of sitting back and blaming America and living off entitlements. They're actually fulfilling the American dream. They're proving that you don't have to sit back and rely on anybody, that if you're willing to work hard enough for it and earn it and and um, and, and dream it and not wait for it to be handed to you, you can be a success. So that's why they hate them. That's why it's payback, because these people are, are basically busting um, their narrative. Right. Over on the left. Right. Shameful. Absolutely shameful. And if and if Loretta Lynch wants to open up some dopey um, investigation into the Baltimore Police Department for civil rights violations, she needs to be going down there and looking at this. And in fact, why, she is, needs it to not, be, why is it not a hate crime when it's targeted against 
Asians against by black people. Exactly. Well, I want to know how much if if supposedly this is common knowledge down there that the that the black rioters were specifically directing um, destruction over at the Asian owned businesses. What did the mayor know about that? What does she know about the community? And I don't think she cares. Well, she was the (laughs) one that went out there and said, we need to give space to these people to do their thing. Did she not know? I want her investigated for her role. I think she cares about her political ambitions within the Democratic Party. I mean, she doesn't care about the community because anybody who says it's just property doesn't care about the citizens. She is in tr- she has been charged to serve and her police force has been charged to serve and protect these people. And instead, she says, oh, it's just property. No, it's their livelihoods. It's their dreams. It's uh, their their ability to feed themselves, their family, their legacy. A lot of those things are insured, by the way. You know, a lot of business insurances actually specifically exclude civil disturbances. So there's a lot of businesses who do not get insurance money to rebuild. So it's not like, oh, they're just going to get some money and be all better. Right. In fact, after the L.A. riots, many of them were left completely impoverished when their businesses were were destroyed. And that's happened in Ferguson. You know, the Catholic Church there has taken up um, uh, major collections to try to uh, rebuild for some of these people who were just Oh, no, wait, wait. Did you just say a religious institution (laughs) was out helping the people? Oh, dang. (laughs) That's surprising. Those horrible Catholics. (laughs) Those horrible religious people. But, you know, you said something very interesting that's very that's very telling about the entire situation. The mindset of the left is, is that your property is insignificant right. You're, and that everything that you have, you um, it's like Barack Obama said the other day that the business owners and the successful business owners are, you know, America's lottery winners. The attitude is, is that you didn't you don't deserve to have that. And if somebody destroys it because of something that's happened with the police department, too bad for you or worse. Their mindset is, is that your property is really on the, the government's to take and that they're just going to let you have it. Right. That's until just, they decide to take it from you. You know, it's immoral. Uh and it's immoral because, you know, fundamentally, we all understand property and ownership. You know, we understand that innately as human beings and not just people know that monkeys know it. Birds know it. I mean, animals know it because your ability to to build something and to use the resources you have to, to survive and to make a life for you. That's part of your efforts of life. When they take that away from you, then we all just become slaves to other people. Well, and that and it's in the American dream was founded on that. It, right. it was founded on opportunity and liberty to pursue your own happiness and your own dream. And all we ever offered anybody here and our founders offered was opportunity and freedom. It's up to you that if you were willing to work hard enough for it, just like those Asian Americans, God love them for coming here with nothing but a dream and, and to pursue opportunity. Mm-hmm. And they showed the reason why they're hated is because they're hated by people who don't want to do it's like we uh, what we all said at Xerox, the successful people are willing to do what the unsuccessful people are not. And they are resentful and they are hateful. Liberalism is the policies of greed and envy and laziness. There, I said it. We're (laughs) going to take a break and we come back. We're going to pick up this story and others on the other side. I'm Andrea Kay. You're listening to The Andrea Kay Show right here on AM 1170, The Answer. And I am joined tonight by a hard-working, hot witch attorney named Alicia Dern. And later on in the show, she's going to tell us about her book, that she's got coming out this summer, as well as the Apex convention coming up in Vegas. So we come back, we're going to talk more. We're going to talk about Hillary Clinton and her emails. We're going to talk about Rand Paul. And we're going to talk about something called Jade Helm. You might be thinking that that's some TV star. I didn't know what it was either until I researched it today. Hey, don't change that dial. You're listening to The Andrea K Show.
questions? We've got answers. AM 1170, The Answer. Convenient homestyle recipes and unique menu favorites. Sombrero, your place for San Diego style Mexican food. Roll tacos, California burritos, and don't forget your salsa. Sombrero Mexican food. We get it too. Fresh Healthy Vending, the nation's largest healthy vending company, is looking for locations in this area to place its latest innovation. A fresh, healthy micromarket at absolutely no cost to your business. A fresh, healthy micromarket is like a mini health food store for your office break room. Choose from breakfast meals, fresh salads, wraps, hot meals, smoothies, cold-pressed juices, and more, all at a convenient self-checkout kiosk. Now you can offer your employees exactly what they want. All natural, healthy, fresh, and organic foods. Fuel productivity and creativity, decrease absenteeism, and increase morale. Fresh Healthy Vending is offering the first 20 offices that sign up $250 cash and 15% of the net profits each micromarket generates each month. For free information about this exciting and healthy opportunity, visit freshandhealthy.org to request your free machine. Get ready for fun with the whole family. Right now, Boomers All-Day Play Passes are only $18 at CrazyPriceMall.com. Boomers All-Day Play Passes include unlimited use of miniature golf, go-karts, bumper boats, theme park rides, and more. Full price is $29.99, but right now at CrazyPriceMall.com, they're just $18. They're good for all San Diego locations, including Vista, Claremont, or El Cajon. Boomers All-Day Play Passes, just $18 right now at CrazyPriceMall.com. That's CrazyPriceMall.com. AM 1170, The Answer, and am1170theanswer.com. Welcome back to the Andrea K Show. I'm so glad to have y'all here with me tonight. Hey, um, last week I had on a technology segment. I was talking about something called Periscope. And I was going to try to have that set up so you guys could watch me because I don't have the in-studio cam set up in here yet. And then I read some stuff on Twitter. Lots of people, lots of news people actually using Periscope, having some trouble with it. And so I'm going to try to get the kinks out of that um, before I I get y'all involved in that because I don't want anybody to start having any problems with their phones by, you know, setting up and downloading um, uh, Periscope. Um, I want to shift gears right now. The bottom of the hour is usually when I would bring Dell on. She's taken a few weeks off dealing with some stuff. Um, so I wanted to let you know that she will be back next week on Friday night doing an entertainment report. So I'm going to do a real quick one right now um, on uh, behalf of Miss Della B. Um, and the reason why I'm doing this story, usually I leave the entertainment for Della, is because this is one that really upset me. Because, we, you know, we've got a lot of politicians and we've got a lot of people on the left that like to act like they are uh, working on behalf of children. And then, um, the, you know, they are against, you know, Jessica's law and against, you know, um, policies and procedures and legislation in place that's going to protect children. A story came out today uh, that had to do with the Duggar family, 19 kids and counting. And I don't know all the particulars of this. I guess the dad caught his son, Josh. Uh, leaving a girl's bedroom and learned that something inappropriate had happened. I guess uh, something had happened um, quite a few times with him, and it wasn't uh, until years later, uh, past the statute of limitations, that the dad took the son to the police department, and at that point, uh, it was too late for anything to be done. Um, I, I, 
I don't. I guess I don't really have a point to why I'm telling this story, Alicia, other than the fact that I just want to. You know, I I'm not. I've not been a fan of the show. I've not been anti. Um, I think if you can afford to have 19 kids and you can take care of them on your own, you know, hey, I'm all about freedom and liberty. Um, but you know, I, I'm disturbed any time uh, you have allegations of child abuse going on and it's being swept under the rug for any reason. Whether, you know, I mean, at least I will say that the dad took the took the son to the to the authorities at some point, although for me, it was a little late. Um, And what I would ask, though, is that um, the people that he is working with, uh, I think it's the Family Research Council who have this um, kid, Josh, employed, that they reconsider having him on the payroll if he has anything at all to do with children. Alicia, any thoughts on that before I move on? No, I, I don't know anything about that particular story. So, well, you know, I mean, nobody really does because, you know, there wasn't any action taken. Um, And I just, you know, I I guess my point is just to continue to raise awareness on behalf of children because too many people want to pay lip service to it. Um, You know, I think at the very least, you know, there's a statute of limitations issue. There should be no statute of limitations when it comes to crimes perpetrated on children. And he's innocent until proven guilty. I don't know what happened. But what I do know is that because there's statute of limitations, it cannot be pursued. So I guess that's what I want to do is just, you know, raise it out there and maybe in the weeks to come, in in addition to talking about, you know, um, ISIS and, you know, the... 2016 elections, maybe we'll do some more stories on that because anything related to children is very important to me. Um, okay, getting back to anything you want to tell us real quick, getting back to Baltimore in terms of the indictments. Well, you know, I, I mean, my the indictments are kind of ridiculous. I mean, so the the driver is charged with depraved heart murder, and I don't know how much you guys are familiar with this, and this is like something you learn in law school, but that's not first or second degree murder. That's not you killed somebody. That's... I mean, that's you did something that was so depraved that it was that resulted in the death of somebody else. That it's, it was so bad that uh, you can be charged with murder. So for an example of that would be like you just take a gun and you go out into the streets and you just shoot up in the air a bunch of times and then bullets come down and, and kill somebody. You might be that might be depraved heart murder because the the behavior is so reckless and it's foreseeable that somebody could get killed. You don't have to have any intent to kill somebody. So I, I feel like this uh, the driver was way overcharged. I'm, um, in fact, all these police officers were overcharged, and I find it very reprehensible of the prosecutor because the prosecutor is suppo- supposed to serve justice, is supposed to be an officer of the court, and serve the people. And that mm-hmm. includes a moral obligation, an ethical obligation, to not overcharge crimes. Right. This, this case, all of these people were overcharged. Um, on top of that, she's completely ignoring the defense of qualified immunity, which means that... Uh, Police officers cannot be held liable for crimes where they're acting within the scope of their employment. So if they're actively acting within the scope of policing, they're not in char- they right. can't be charged with things like false imprisonment right. and things like right. that. So particularly since now we find out that she said that one of the reasons why she charged him was supposedly because, you know, it was an unlawful arrest. Well, now we find out that they had the right to arrest him because that knife was, in fact, illegal. Oh, it's I mean, it's not it, the argument doesn't even matter because they have a right to arrest unless it's clearly outside the scope of mm-hmm. of what a reasonable officer would do right. because of the immunity. Right. So this is clearly just pandering on, on the part right. of the, the, the city on part of the, the attorney. And it's, it's reprehensible because there's six lives here of police officers who are completely turned upside down. Those people have due process rights too. They're human beings too. Right. What? A, yeah, exactly. And, and, and on top of it, it's, it's, it's basically turned into a 
feeding frenzy against police officers around the country. Um, we had one today, Carrie, uh, not to, I don't know if it was today. Yeah, today, Carrie Orozco, first female in department's history um, in Omaha City, died as a result at 29 years old. This was, you know... It's just going to make things worse. You know, exactly. the reason police officers are uh, resort more quickly to shooting and things like that is because they're afraid of the people that they're arresting. And now what's going to happen is that with more police officers getting murdered and attacked, this is just going to escalate. Right. And, yeah. And look at what happened. This this was not just a police officer. Blue lives do matter. This is a woman who coached baseball for the Omaha Boys and Girls Club, was a volunteer for the Special Olympics, an active uh, law enforcement advocate. She served as the president officers, president of the police officers ball to raise money for Special Olympics. She helped rescue dogs and was a participant in the Girl Scout Mentors Program, a brand new mother who was about to take maternity leave that she had postponed, and a mother of two stepchildren. Blue lives matter. And I'm Sick and dang tired of this administration fostering hate, um, uh, not just amongst Americans and identity groups, but against our police officers. This woman's blood is on the hands of the DOJ. I got to shift gears because we're going to save some time to talk about um, your book and stuff coming up. Jade Helm. Mm -hmm. Jade Helm started out as a conspiracy um, that had to do with, um, you know, uh, tanks were showing up, rolling around town. And, um, you know, there was whispers of whether or not operations were being laid out to, you know, impose martial law against Americans. And, you know, the administration said even conservatives were saying, oh, there's a bunch of nonsense to this. You know, it's all conspiracy. Well, I guess that there was um, a leak. I'm reading an article here from the Daily Caller, and I guess it was leaked. Uh, a brief was by the U.S. Army that this is actually real. There is a special operations exercise starting in July 15th to conclude in September 15th. Um, it includes a map of the Southwest, Texas, Utah, and um, including San Diego that are labeled as hostile. And um, at first, the military denied that it was real, but now they're admitting it. And um, it's it's. Um, supposedly special operations, um, but it doesn't make sense that it would be a special operations exercise, um, but yet it's involving uh, military units in American towns and cities. It's become such a concern in Texas that the governor um, has basically said that the Texas State Guard's going to monitor the operations, um, and he says he wants the American government to know that Texans know their safety constitutional rights, private property rights, and civil liberties. Ted Cruz went on to say that when you see a government that is attacking our free speech rights, our religious liberty rights, or Second Amendment rights, that produces a distrust. Uh, Louis Gohmert went on to say that having served in the U.S. Army, he has participated in observed military exercises. He says we never named an existing city or state as hostile. Um, Chuck Norris goes on to say that it's not overreactionary nor conspiratorial to call it a qu to call into question or ask for transparency about Jade Helm. And of course, the left is saying that everybody who's you know um, concerned about this is is crazy. Um, but the, but right. you know it's, the, it's always crazy just to. to question our government we should just blindly have allegiance to whatever they're doing exactly although i we all remember hillary clinton screeching about bush and about how you know oh if you question oh, your government you right. know, you're crazy or whatever <laughs> um, but the question remains why is the military operating in mainly civilian areas and instead of in private land instead of the military if they wanted to do exercise they could go to camp Pendleton. The, the federal government owns the largest uh, they own a huge portion of the american west right they're the largest landholder of exactly. any but they don't Anybody. need to be going uh, in, in private land. In fact, they could go yeah. if, if this was if this was about special ops, they could go over they here. Could, We've got a wacky town at Stu Siegel's <laughs> at Stu Siegel's. Uh, that's what that is set up for. Right. The, where they used to do Veronica Mars. Um, 
here's what's interesting. Um, Jade Helm's motto is called Master of the Human Domain. And the human domain is, is a relatively new term coined by the U.S. military. In a nutshell, it means collecting human intelligence. So why is the U.S. Army collecting human intelligence on American citizens? That's unconstitutional. It ties into Rand Paul and why he was on the on the floor filibustering the Patriot Act, because we need to we need to stop allowing our government uh, to consider the American citizens, um, you know, the enemy here. In fact, um, you know, uh, in, in since 2014, the U.S. Army has been training in mock in a mock American city, complete with sundries, even a subway sandwich shop. Well, it really concerns me. Why would they be doing that? Because don't they typically, you know, practice what they're going to be expecting to have a military yes. situation in? So why would they be doing why, it in American citizens? Why is it that a scenario that enters their mind? This country was built on this idea that the citizens could, in fact, protect themselves against their government. And then right. the idea, you know, see, this is why it's not crazy to, to support the Second Amendment, because the government has the army, you know, and look, we're, we're, you're not going to be able to fight off the army with your pistol. But, we have, you know, the government, well, can although, do although, things, although so. weapons is what saved many of the Asian-American business owners yeah. in Baltimore, yeah. because one guy said, I boarded things up. And when they came close to me, I shouted out. I said, don't when they started throwing rocks, he said, I'm, I'm armed in here. I've got AR-15s and I got everything else. You know, I'm going to fire off some warning shots if you don't skedaddle. And they did. Right. Um, the bottom line is this. We don't really know what the, we don't really know what this is about. It could be about practicing because maybe they're expecting, you know, ISIS to come here and do this. But it's a little sketchy why think. they need to do that across the why entire would- Southwest come to Utah. You know, what concerns me. So I happen to know as a libertarian that our largest uh, segments of population of libertarians are in Texas, California and Nevada. <laughs> so, right. So and then uh, those areas are marked and uh, and they talk a little bit in that article about libertarianism. You know, libertarians tend to be very suspicious of the government and want to keep the federal government limited. And so exactly. are going to be the main for- political force against this type of activity against the right. expansion of power. Exactly. And, you know, it doesn't make sense that it's really about practicing against ISIS because, again, they could come here and do that all day long over its Stu Seagulls. And, in fact, that's where our special operations train. Right. They've got mock Iraqi towns set up over there. This doesn't even make sense to me. I do think it's a rehearsal for martial law. I absolutely do. So that's my take on Jade Helm. We're going to take a real quick break. We come back. We're going to shift gears to talk a little bit, talk to Alicia about her book. We're going to talk about Rand Paul and um, his stand for the Patriot Act, and um, continue the fun here on the Andrea K. Show. Don't change that dial. The answer. One of the hardest things to find may be an auto repair shop you can trust. And that's why so many people bring their vehicles to Tau Auto Repair. I've been going there for at least six years. Lee is the owner. He's always very upfront on what needs to be done, what kind of stuff can wait. I mean, I wouldn't take my cars anywhere else. You don't go back to a place for almost three decades if they're not honest. Let's face it. Everything's always been done right. And after going back so many times, you know, I trust them explicitly. They're not there to run the tab up. 
when you go to Tao, Lee gets the job done right, he gets it done at a good price, and he gets it done quickly, and you can't ask for anything better than that. For trustworthy and honest auto repair, take your vehicle to Tao. That's T-H-A-O. Tao Auto Repair on El Cajon Boulevard between the 805 and 15 Freeway in San Diego. Call 619-640-4606. That's 619-640-4606. Always a great experience with everybody that works there across the board. Tao Auto Repair, 619-640-4606. This is AM 1170, The Answer. Welcome back to the Andrea K Show. Glad to have you here with me. I'm telling you, the genius is out there with my friends on Facebook and on Twitter. Timothy Shea asked a great question. He's so smart. He says, why would they be planning to fight ISIS in Texas when they still call the Fort Hood Massacre workplace violence? <laughs> you got a giggle out of Alicia on that one, T. That's an excellent question. You know, um, there's too many questions here, and it, but I think one thing that we do know is that I don't, I don't think it's a question of incompetence, what's going on with the Obama administration. And, and that's one reason why I was particularly angry at that Chris Christie the other night, who just proved to me once again on the Kelly file, while I will work so hard to keep him from getting the nomination, he's just as bad as Jeb Bush. Um, you know, saying that, um, you know, we really needs to be a governor next time because we see what incompetence is. The issue with Obama is not the fact no. of incompetence. It's not whether or not he was a one term senator. The issue is ideology. And you look at Jeb, you look at what he did. He went before the Coast Guard at a graduation ceremony and said that the biggest threat we face is global warming. What did Jeb Bush say when he was in New Hampshire, when he was asked what his priorities are going to be? He said that first thing out of his mouth was he was going to work with the world on greenhouse gases good god people we can we need a republican who's going to step up for us and help protect us against the threats that we face and we need somebody who's going to lead the congress and holding some people accountable i have been saying from day one about hill about benghazi and hillary clinton and obama i wanted to know where the first who came up with the idea of blaming it all in a video and now we know exactly who came up with it it was hillary clinton's longtime hatchet man Sidney blumenthal republican Party, do your job. This woman has no business running for president. She should be in the pokey. At the very least, she and Obama should be yanked off the stage. Yeah, Am you know, I wrong, it, Alicia? I'm, no, get, I, I'm, I I'm getting verklempt. I'm getting so angry. <laughs> I know. Um, you know what? If if we should be so lucky that Obama was mere is merely incompetent. You're merely incompetent. We, he would not be able to do half the things that he does. He the our military commanders would be doing their job without him interfering too much, but it's not that he's pushing an agenda. Exactly. Yeah. So, and, and you know, I get tired of people not just calling it for what it is, you know, but you can't say, I guess you, I, st- I guess we still can't say it without being branded racist. Well, and not only that, but even at the most basic, I mean, I'm watching, you know, high profile pundits that won't still won't even use the L word in association with Hillary and Obama when it comes to ben- Benghazi and called. They lied. They lied to the American people. They lied and lied and lied. And it was not just a lie to cover up the fact that they were responsible for four dead Americans in a gun running operation to, to arm ISIS. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was also the fact that they specifically scapegoated a video. Why? Because Obama went before the U.N. and he told everybody why. That's why this ain't about incompetence. He went before the United Nations into the world and he said the future does not belong to those who slander the prophet Muhammad. 
It's like the Bush doctrine. You're either for us or you're against us. And that man is against us. It is not incompetence for why he has participated in the takeover of radical Islam over the Middle East and why it's coming here. And that, that's exactly what I was going to say earlier. You said, that, you know, setback is not uh, not the proper way to explain Ramadi. But it's not just that it's more than a setback. A setback assumes that you have some kind of goal in mind, that we have a military objective. His, he doesn't have a military objective. No. All he's trying to do is he's keeping people there long enough to appease whatever his political factions are, but he really does not care to stop terrorism or radical Islam. That's not his objective. No, his objective actually is to continue to prop up. His objective is every time he gets the opportunity to actually criticize Christians and try to make Christians out the bad guy, like on the national. I mean, you look at what happened last week when the uh, terrorist, the radical Islamist terrorist who had bombed at the at the Boston Marathon. What was one of the first words that came out of the mouth of of his his U.S. attorney up there? Oh, this is not a religious uh, issue here. Um, You first the first thing that they do is defend and prop up Islam, which is our enemy. Right. So I have to say, I'm still kind of boggled by the Boy Scouts thing you were saying earlier that we, they can't use super soakers and water guns. So we're supposed to be offended at the thought of teaching violence to children with water guns, you know, neon colored plastic things. But at the same time, turn a blind eye to the violence that we see in Islam and act like it's a peaceful religion. Not yeah, not only turn a blind eye, but actually have the president of the United States. How many years since they took down our World Trade Center and 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 did everything they could to completely destroy us? Right. Um, actually, go to, on the national uh, day of prayer, I think it was, or the prayer bre- breakfast, basically blame the Christians and say that it was because of the Christians that this is happening in, in, in bringing up the Crusades when the reality was the Christians were responding. This has always been about Muslim aggression. Uh-huh. And anyway, we've, we've got about five minutes left. Tell everybody about your book. And then I want to talk also about LPEX and right. what's going on there. Well, uh, I have decided that the way that we're going to make uh, the best in- impact as people who are fed up with big government, with a government that is outspent, that's spending us uh, uh, into bankruptcy, giving away our uh, sovereign authority, uh, and not looking out for the best interests of the American people, or or helping us preserve our American culture, which is a great culture. We have to start running for office and start taking back the power as people. We have yes. to stop looking to the party leadership because they are not uh, the Republicans and the Democrats because they are not looking out for us. So I've written this book, and it's going to come out on July 1st. I'm, uh, I will be in uh, pre-sales next week. And I, I don't have a title yet, but this, the, title, the book is about giving people a handbook on how to run for office mm-hmm. as uh, somebody from a grassroots organization, an independent, a third party. It can even be a Republican or Democrat, but it's somebody who is not plugged in to the political machine and wants to run without those types of ties. So what and what's the type of information that's out there is it about fundraising and campaign finance it's that's how to get how to get messaging out there what are some of the types of details well i I definitely explain um what you have to do as far as registering getting onto the ballot how to uh, to deal with uh fundraising what kind of reporting you have to do whether it's to the state the fec if you're running for national office but also uh, what kinds of disclosures you have to make in order to to raise money how you have to spend uh your money things like uh Laws and ordinances that affect where you pay, place signs and how you buy media and how you uh, canvas and uh, and where to find that kind of information. So you can go door to door, you can place phone calls, fundraise. So it's it's going to be really a soup to nuts book on all of these issues. Um, 
everything that, you need to know to run a campaign. Right. I love that because this is what we need to do. There's grassroots movements like Red Nation Rising and like the Tea Party. And there's so many people out there that want to get involved, that have a voice, that want to take our country back. We can do it. When, when the American people put their mind to it, they can take the they can move mountains. And there's so many people that want to get involved and actually want to run for office, but just have no idea how to do it. Right. And it's so run by the parties. I mean, Ron Nearing is the guy who's been going around for years for the Republican Party here in California, who's the guy who goes around and trains people who want to run for office. But how does he train them? According to the Republican establishment. Exactly. There's a way to campaign and how to answer questions in the way that, you know, Carl and, Rove would want you and to of answer course questions. The Republicans are not yeah. being that successful, particularly exactly. in California. Hello. <laughs> Sorry, Ron. But, you know, we're now become a blue county when it once was red and the state has gone blue when it once was red. And oh, by the way, it's the same establishment hacks that put up McCain and put up Romney and we see what happened there. Um, tell us about LPEX in the last couple of minutes we have. So LPEX, in a similar vein, this is a, a four-day convention in Las Vegas held at the Tropicana. It starts Thursday, May 28th through um, the, the 31st, June 1st. Uh, and they are there to train uh, people who would be candidates who want to start grassroots organizations, train them how to get involved into politics and how to take back the power. And so even though it's, it's called the Libertarian um, Political Expo, but um, it's, it's nonpartisan. It's not just for libertarians. It's for anybody who is interested in learning about the political process and how to get involved in it, um, either as a candidate or somebody else who's organizing grassroots campaigns. So I would um, I hope to see as many of you guys there. I've got a booth there. I'm going to be selling my book. Um, please Where's check out. Uh, it is uh, May 28th through the 31st. LPEX.org, L-P-E-X.org. All the speakers there, the lineup, please check it out. It's going to be a really, really cool event. Yeah, I know a lot of people that are, that are excited to go, Republicans and, and independents and, and even some liberals that are excited to go. And, you know, I, I think this is a time, you know, we said in 20, 2008, we said in 2012, oh, this is the most important election in our lifetime. This is our last chance. Well, I really kind of think this is it going into 2016. When you have the kind of corruption that we have with Hillary Clinton and with the left, when you have the the one of the reasons why one of the theories behind Jade Helm and the reason why they're rehearsing maybe for martial law is they're looking at maybe an economic collapse that could cause complete. It's not outside uh, of the realm. It's of not outside the realm. And so it's time for Americans to get involved. One way to get involved is to listen to shows like this. Stay active in social media. Um, go to LPEX. Tune in here tomorrow night from nine to ten. Tomorrow night I'm going to do a show. I've got a very special guest taking us into Memorial Day weekend. And let me tell you, you are not going to want to miss this guy. Trust me on this. And uh, thanks for tuning in tonight. Follow me on Twitter at Andrea K5. Friend me on Facebook at Andrea K. Tune in uh, tomorrow night right here on AM 1170, The Answer. Thank you to Alicia Dern. Hey, friend request her on, on Facebook, will you? Are you on Twitter? I am. Alicia Dern. It's at Alicia Dern. A-L-I-C-I-A-D-E-A-R-N. All right. You're not on Twitter as much as you need to be, but you're a busy gal. <laughs> all right. Follow me on Twitter at Andrea K5. Thanks, everybody. Have a great night. Love you all. The Andrea K Show on AM 1170. The Answer is sponsored by Andrea K. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.